Welcome back to the Darting Through the Faith podcast. I'm Father Sean Wilson. With me is Julia Monin, and here we are. And here we are. It's ordinary time. I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. New breveries. That's right. <laughs> getting that out last night after I prayed evening prayer, and my husband was very excited. No, he just said, oh, new brevery. Yep. Yeah. Easter season's over. That's right. Yep. Now, I do this thing where I leave future me gifts, right? So... Have the Lenten Easter, the Lenten Easter breviary. You finish okay. on Pentecost. Yeah. Before I put it on the <laughs> shelf, I reset it for Ash Wednesday, so that next year, 2022, I pull it out. It's like oh, I was so kind to myself. I did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I going to be? Let's just move yeah. these ribbons now. Yeah. That'll be one less thing I have to do. <laughs> I even knew which day was Ash Wednesday, so the saints I could pick it up right at the right time and wouldn't have to find it. Wow. I didn't. I didn't get my. Mm. I just got my Ash Wednesday ribbon, right? Okay. So I'll have to do a little bit more work yeah, getting to. Yeah, get them all there. <laughs> yeah, a little gift for me to me. You think people know what we're talking about? Ah, uh, I really <laughs> hope not. <laughs> no, <laughs> Actually, I, I hope they do. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So the breviary, the official prayer, the liturgy of the hours mm-hmm. of the church, the standard one in the United States comes in four volumes, mm-hmm. or at least the full version. There's two for ordinary time, an Advent and Christmas, and a Lent and Easter. Mm-hmm. So we finished up the Easter one. Then you got to switch back to one of the ordinary time ones. Mm-hmm. And so you won't pull out the Lent and Easter volume again until Lent. Mm-hmm. So It's a big end, too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It it's is. girthy. It's big. Yeah. It is. And you compare that to like Advent and Christmas, <laughs> mm-hmm. like it's almost pocket size. It do- It is. I know. It, I agree. It's like when you swing a weighted bat and you get up with the regular bat and you're like, oh. There is something like you carry that thing right. around. You're like, you like my hand just like can feel like, ooh, this is a slimmer one. Mm-hmm. And then eventually though, you don't realize it, right? Like eventually you're like, oh, this is, this is the normal one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is really like nerd stuff or i don't know what this is yeah. i don't know how to define this but it's all true it is all true yeah <laughs> but anyway we should probably pray that would probably be great all right in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen. amen heavenly father we thank you for this time we ask that you may send forth your holy spirit upon us just as you did the apostles at pentecost so that we may come to know love and serve you better we pray for all of those who are listening especially those struggling in their faith and their belief in the real presence of the eucharist we entrust this time to Mary's hands on this, her feast day, asking this all through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So I think that that deserves a little explanation too then, since you mentioned oh, yeah. this is one of Mary's feast days. We're recording on Monday, May 24th. Thank you. <laughs> the Monday after Pentecost, right. which is, do tell us about this feast Mary, day. Mary, mother of the church. Mm-hmm. That's oh, it. Oh, that, and that's the that's feast it. day where we celebrate Mary's motherhood of the whole church. It was uh-huh. declared at the Second Vatican Council. Um, well, we don't have to get into the whole history, but it was a little contentious at the the council when Paul VI declared Mary the mother of the church. Uh, but so recently, I don't it was two three years ago, Pope Francis instituted this feast day to celebrate mm-hmm. the day after Pentecost, the birthday of the church. Right, and the ch- church is born at Pentecost as the Holy Spirit is, comes upon the apostles, and Mary's a great model of that. So she's she images the church as one that's following Christ, one that's at prayer, one that is responding to the Lord's call. And giving birth to Christ in the world, right? Like that's what Mary does. She gives birth to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so she, the church also presents Christ to the world. So mm-hmm. Mary is the mother of the church in the sense that she takes care of the church, but she's also like a, a great image of the church. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, great feast to day today. Here's to Mary. You're already out of coffee. I know. That's sad. Right, well, 
Okay. That is one of that is always a sad like when you take that last swig, especially if there's some grounds in there. That just makes it all the more bitter. It is really sad. Mm-hmm. So today <laughs> though true. we're we're not talking about Mary. I mean I'm sure we will at some mm-hmm. point. Well we just did. Um, we are on Eucharistic prayer number three, three was where the dart fell for us. Mm-hmm. So I believe we've done them. Yeah, we've done them all except Eucharistic prayer number one. Sure. Interesting, the way that all played out there. But anyway, Eucharistic prayer number three. So, yeah. Do you have any, like, insight into um, just the genesis of this? Like, when we had this... You're giving me a face like, no, don't ask me questions. Yeah, that is... Did you read it in my forehead? (laughs) (laughs) No, no no one gets that. Yeah, so, well... Quick story. Uh, I was told that I people describe me as the guy with the intense forehead sometimes. Uh, so that's that. Um, he was just talking about like, I don't know what that means. So apparently his forehead is express- ex- expressive. Expressive. Yes. yes. Okay. That's okay. Um, but yeah, I was giving you like, let's not go there because as I told you beforehand, <laughs> something came up mm-hmm. pre-stuff mm-hmm. in the time that I was supposed to prepare for this. Mm-hmm. So, um, so the Holy Spirit's driving this train today. Sure. Um, so the origin of Eucharistic prayer three, um, is in a book I have downstairs, not in my head. <laughs> totally fine. Okay, great. <laughs> totally fine. So what is, what's different perhaps? Maybe we should begin there as opposed to the other three. Oh, the prayer. <laughs> the number the number and the words uh-huh and uh yeah uh-huh are you reading anything in my is my forehead saying anything right now or is it more in my eyes uh it's it's also in your voice oh okay. yeah i could okay. i could feel good. the sigh yeah i could okay. hear the sigh good. yeah good right so eucharistic prayer three it's i think it's probably one of the more frequently now, you can't say that for every priest, but I would say my experience of the church in the United States, Eucharistic Prayer 3 um, is is probably the most popular, most widely used. So whereas Eucharistic Prayer 2, when we were there, that's kind of like the short one, mm-hmm. not recommended for Sundays. Eucharistic Prayer 1 is the long one, the longest of the ones, the, the um, one that was just like the only Eucharistic Prayer for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. And so this one, you might call it the medium one, mm-hmm. which maybe that's why people use it for Sundays. I know the instructions of the church says it, it's, it's suitable for Sundays, but it's also especially suitable for um, feast days of saints if those saints aren't in the first Eucharistic prayer. So if you know the first Eucharistic prayer has the list of all the Peter and Andrew and Paul and James, John, Thomas, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, This one actually has a blank space where you can insert a saint's name if it's their feast day. Mm -hmm. So this gets used a lot for for those sorts of occasions. Cool. And if I'm remembering right, the fourth Eucharistic prayer, which we've already discussed, like that one, you can only use it during ordinary time. Is that right? Pretty much. So okay. the preface, which is that prayer in between the Lord be with you and with your spirit, lift up your hearts. Da, da, da. So that prayer that ends with the holy, 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 mm-hmm. that one is Eucharistic prayer for you have to use that preface. Gotcha. Right? So which means if you're in Easter, uh-huh. you you have to use an Easter preface, which means sure. you can't use any of Eucharistic prayer for because it has to have its own preface. Okay, that makes so. sense. Okay, well, we're talking a lot today, too, about the liturgical season, which perhaps we weren't meaning to, but that... Holy Spirit's driving this train. Right. So good all reminder aboard. to all of us yeah. that, that that exists. So one of the ways you'll know you're in Eucharistic prayer three... Is because of the words. Is because of the words. <laughs> That's so good. Your wisdom. Continue. From the rising of the sun mm. to its setting. Like that is a poetic line that doesn't, you don't, 
you don't often hear that in the the words of the mass. I'm sure there's a biblical reference there, um, but it used to be in the the previous translation from east to west, and now they got it. They they spot you know they actually did well with the translation from mm. the rising of the sun to its setting. Mm. Um, yeah, so it starts after the holy, holy, holy. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit. You give life to all things and make them holy, and you never cease to gather a people to yourself so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. So again, just that that reminder of, too, what's actually happening at the altar that we perhaps are unaware of or we sleep through or <laughs> anyway, to remember that this is what's happening through the priest, right? Mm-hmm. Through this 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 pure sacrifice, right? Right. Um, <clears throat> we talked about that often, the priest victim. Sure. Right. Yeah, taking on this that. sacrifice of of Christ and that actually happening at the altar. And so too, we're all where we like really unite ourselves in this sacrifice as well. We can imagine, you know, during the the offertory when the gifts are being prepared, like our own, what are we offering the Lord? Our own prayers, our own sacrifices from the week or the day or whenever the last time you were at mass, maybe. And like imagine your guardian angel taking all of that up to the altar as well and entering into this pure sacrifice that is of course, Christ, right? Right. Okay. And there's a little bit about creation here, right? You've created all things, and all of creation gives praise to the Lord, and so that through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, you never cease through. Throughout creation, he's gathering people to himself. Mm -hmm. And even, like, you see that in the Old Testament. Like, it starts with just this first call of a person, Abraham, and his family, and then that grows to being a whole nation. Like, he's he's gathering all the people until we had Pentecost Sunday, right, where now go to the whole world, right? Mm -hmm. We're not just going to the Jewish people. We are going to the entire world to gather a people to himself. And this people's going to be gathered offering, as you mentioned, this sacrifice of praise. Yes. Therefore, O Lord, it continues, we humbly implore you by the same spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. So that's the epiclesis, right? That's when the, the priest will put his hands over the gifts, like mm-hmm. so, calling down the Holy Spirit. So um, that same spirit uh, that was that was a part of creation, the same Holy Spirit poured upon the apostles at Pentecost, and the same one that made Jesus present in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary, right? The Holy mm-hmm. Spirit will overshadow you. We ask him to do that again. The Holy Spirit makes Jesus, Jesus present. So that overshadowing mm-hmm. right, is basically what the priest is doing with his hands, putting him out to overshadow the gifts mm-hmm. um, as the Holy Spirit does so that it can become the body and blood of Christ, mm-hmm. which is pretty sweet. <laughs> but even that line, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries, like mm-hmm. Jesus commands us to do this, right? Do mm-hmm. this in memory of me. Mm-hmm. Like continue to do this. Don't stop. Like this isn't just the church decided in the year 1100, okay, let's, we need to do something like the mass. Like that was pretty cool what Jesus did at the last supper. It's like, no, we listened to Jesus's command. He, mm-hmm. he gave this to us so that it can be passed on from one generation to the next. So, mm-hmm. um, so we're just, we're just simply obedient. Right. We merely do what we're doing. <clears throat> we should. Yeah. <laughs> but in this instant, yes. So for on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread and giving you thanks. He said the blessing, broke the bread and gave it to his disciples saying, so again, taking us back on the night he was betrayed, what happened? And again, that yeah. command from the Lord, this is what he did, and then commanded us to do the same. Even that that little like emphasis, like 
the night he was betrayed, he himself yeah. took. It's not just he took bread. Mm-hmm. It's this emphasis that this is Jesus Christ acting. This is the God man mm-hmm. who's who's wor- in our world, and this is what he did. He himself did this. That mm-hmm. it's not just like we're not just story time, but it's like we're entering into that moment when he himself took mm-hmm. bread and giving you thanks, said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it. Which there we are, mm-hmm. multiplication of the loaves again, right? Right. He's coming up a lot. Sure. We bring it up a lot, but <laughs> but the church seems to be playing on those themes, right? Because the authors of the Gospels mm. hit those words a lot. So we get the words of institution again. Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. <laughs> when we had the uh, the practice class where we oh. had to like learn how to celebrate Mass, yeah. I remember the first time I said these words, and uh, as we, we practiced, my professor uh, looked up and he said, uh, Mr. Wilson, or Deacon Wilson, whatever, uh, he said, eat of it is not a word. He said, enunciate, eat of it. You just made up your own word, mm. eat of it. Mm. <laughs> no, okay, well, thank you, Father, <laughs> point taken. <laughs> no, why I just thought of that. Yeah. But. Okay. Yeah. I was like, why is that funny? Yeah, yeah. It's the high and point st- of our faith. St- what is humorous about that? And I know what you're thinking. Still, why is that funny? <laughs> no, I get it. You get it? Yeah, okay. I get it. I Thanks. Get it. Uh, in a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples saying, take this all of you and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Again, here's this command, then do this in memory of me. Right. Okay, so the blood of the new and the eternal covenant. And again, you mentioned that, like where we caught that in the beginning of this Eucharistic prayer, that God never ceases to gather a people to himself, right? Mm -hmm. The new and the everlasting covenant. And remembering we are a covenant people, and from the very beginning of, of salvation history, God has chosen to reveal himself to us and give himself to us through these covenants, through the covenant first with Adam and Eve, and then that extending to the larger and larger covenant as it does, right? So mm-hmm. it goes from the person Adam and Eve to... Um, the family of Abraham. Thank you, Abraham, then Moses. The nation of Moses. Yes. And the it, kingdom. Of David. And yeah. it keeps... And now we have this this new and everlasting covenant. God is not going to have mm-hmm. another covenant after. And it's it through this person, through God himself, of Jesus Christ, right? And now is extended to everyone, right? right? So... Um, Which is awesome. Yeah, right. <clears throat> um. Just maybe one thing to notice about the, uh, in a similar way when supper was ended, he took the chalice, right? We don't say he took the wine or we don't, you know, like he said, we say he took bread, right? The physical elements, Mm -hmm. but there's something interesting and it's probably like too theologically a field as to, he said, he took the chalice, right? And so, and that's even like, there's even in the the words of institution, take this all of you and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood. We don't say, this is my blood. Mm. So there's something very particular about the chalice and the the role that it's the chalice of blood that this covenant is made in. Now, I don't think I have enough kind of off the top of my head to go into too much detail, Mm. but maybe something to ponder there. You know what? We have one more Eucharistic prayer to come back to eventually, so maybe by the time the dark goes there, we will have more. Let's hope it's not next week then. (laughs) We need more time yes, than a week to ponder to sit that. And ponder. That is interesting, though, isn't it? Hmm. So then we get to the mystery of faith. There's those three options: we proclaim your death, O Lord, and mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. <laughs> 
Um, and then afterwards, right, pick it up with the offering. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Mm. One of the things... <clears throat> that is kind of interesting with this is how the ascension gets included in there. When we're talking about the redemption that Jesus won for us, we're, we often think of his death and his resurrection, mm-hmm. but the ascension is absolutely in, essential for that too. And sometimes it gets, it gets kind of thrown off. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not as, as widely thought or as, as celebrated that that's part of the saving action of Jesus is to ascend into heaven because what he does when he ascends into heaven is that he takes our humanity there, right? Like mm-hmm. humanity dwells at the right hand of the father with Jesus Christ. Cause as Jesus ascends into heaven, he doesn't change God, right? He doesn't, he doesn't, God isn't different because humanity's there. It's actually humanity's different because now it dwells in Christ in, with the Trinity. What? Yeah. That's so he's got awesome. to ascend to heaven. Don't forget the That's ascension. That's awesome. Don't forget the ascension. Pray that second glorious mystery like you never prayed it before. Mm. We offer you in Thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Again, thinking about <laughs> thinking about that, yes, that it is alive, this perfect sacrifice. Again, thinking about how God unveiled himself to us in the previous covenants and the sacrifices that were being offered and that they they weren't this perfect sacrifice. They could never have been, right? They could mm-hmm. never have been this perfect sacrifice. And so God himself comes in the person of Christ, holy and living sacrifice. Which mm. reminds us that it's not it's not a memory, right? It's not that we're just going back and remembering what Jesus did, but it's still alive. Like mm-hmm. Christ forever is offering himself to the Father. And that's mm-hmm. in the, the letter to the Hebrews, one who continues to offer himself for all eternity. It's this offer. And you see these great pictures of like the Father. And I think there's one here at St. Joseph in the in up top where the Father's there looking out over the crucifixion. And that's what happens for all eternity, right? Mm-hmm. That Jesus offers himself to the Father, constantly pleading for hum- on humanity's behalf mm-hmm. to the Father. And that's this living sacrifice mm-hmm. that is always taking place, that Christ's action is always offering himself to the Father mm-hmm. for us. Look, we pray upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you willed to reconcile us to yourself. Grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your son and filled with his Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. Look, we pray upon the oblation of your church. What does that mean, Father? Basically, look at this, the offering, right? Mm -hmm. Look at the offering of your church, which is interesting. Hey, hey, uh, God, the Father, don't don't forget what we're doing here, right? And mm-hmm. recognize the sacrificial victim. Like, mm-hmm. look, and and that's this this kind of interplay that happens at the mass that we we ask the Lord to do this for us, right? Don't it's this in, entrusting of the the offering to mm-hmm. Him of the Son. So, mm-hmm. by whose death you willed to reconcile us to yourself? I love that. Mm. So by Christ's death, God willed. This was what God willed to reconcile us to Himself. Right. Right. So. We had failed over and over and over again, right? And so this is what God has willed, that he's going to reconcile us, all of humanity, through the person of Jesus Christ. And we couldn't do it on our own, right? No. And that's why we needed, right. that's why the God-man had to come, because humanity on its own could never get out of this mess. Mm-hmm. You know, the prophets did their best, mm-hmm. the the kings did their best, mm-hmm. but ultimately God had to send his own son to reconcile us. Mm-hmm. And he forms that bridge between humanity and divinity as being both human and divine. So 
So yeah, he's there to bring us, mm-hmm. bring us back home. Mm-hmm. Right. In my father's house, there are many dwelling places. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take you there. Mm-hmm. And then of course, who we are nourished by, right? We're nourished by the body and blood of your Filled son. with the Holy Spirit right. as we just had at Pentecost yesterday. Woo. Right. Okay. So did then you just become a Pentecostal. Woo, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. Right. Amen. Amen. Um, may he make of us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect. And then we're, we'll continue with um, a, a litany sort of here. So, but thinking of this before we continue with that, make, may he make of us, make of us an eternal offering to you. So just as Jesus is this mm-hmm. eternal offering to the Father, that's our life too, mm-hmm. right? We're, we're called to imitate Jesus Christ. And mm-hmm. so as he continues to offer his entire life to the Father, mm-hmm. that's what we do too. That's mm-hmm. our path in this life is to continue to offer everything, an eternal offering to mm-hmm. you, right. Father, so that we may get an inheritance. There's a little prodigal son nod right there, right? Mm-hmm. The inheritance that we sometimes spurn, that mm-hmm. we sometimes waste, that we, we don't take the best care of. Mm-hmm. But now we're asking that we may gain this inheritance and we may not wasted mm-hmm. i guess we may not be prodigal with with your elect especially here comes mary again with the mm-hmm. most blessed virgin mary mother of god with blessed joseph her spouse with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs and here's the part where you were mentioning before where we can enter in the saint of the day or mm-hmm. the patron saint right mm-hmm. and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. I love that part because I know how much I need, like how true yeah. it is on whose constant intercession in your presence, we rely for unfailing help. I can't tell you how many people like in, in the world here with me in this life that I continuously ask for like prayers, like, please pray for me. And I'm not just saying that like out of false humility, like I totally need them and recognize I totally need them. And to think about all those, the elect, as this terminology says here, are interceding to like constant intercession in your presence. We rely for unfailing help. Right. Yes. Which is (laughs) awesome to think that the saints still care about what happens on earth, Mm -hmm. right? They're not like so full of everything and, there are they are full of everything in in heaven you know they're mm. perfect in heaven uh but they they still care about mm. what's going on mm-hmm. here on earth mm-hmm. and in a way that and that's the beauty of having like patron saints you know the patron saint of uh of well, whatever. Let's just say, take St. Lawrence, the patron saint of comedians, right? Because of his sense of humor, we believe that he still has that sense of humor and he still cares for those who have a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. That's why all stand-up comedians should go to him is because he still cares about what's happening on earth. Mm-hmm. And he's a particular fondness for, for comedy. So mm-hmm. of course he's going he's gonna to care. Like the saints don't lose their personality mm-hmm. when they go to heaven. They still have those interests. They still, right? Like, St. Dominic still cares about the Dominicans. So he's, of course, going to have a special love for them, even in heaven. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, it's just, it's wonderful to, to know that we have this great cloud. Yeah, and to think about that, because, like, we don't lose who we are in heaven. We lose mm. our sin, which is who we aren't. Right. Right? So to think about, like, our personalities in and of themselves aren't sinful, right? Mm. So, like, having a sense of humor is not a right. sinful thing. Um, what about having an overattachment to donuts? <laughs> You can become overly attached to donuts. Ah, dang. Yeah, you definitely can. Shoot. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> oh. Are you working on that? Uh, Do, would you like to make this a public confession about your think, attachment think, to donuts? I think that was enough. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, your forehead agrees with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to let you live that down. Well, so. you and everybody else I meet in my life. <laughs> okay, so on whose constant intercession in your presence, we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation... We pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Sounds a bit extreme, right? May this prayer advance the peace and salvation of the entire world. So what we do at Mass is not just for the people that are there, mm-hmm. right? It's not just for those who come there and are there praying in the church. Like, actually, we're, what, what we do at Mass affects the entire world, right? We're interceding for the entire world, mm-hmm. for its salvation, for its peace, for its harmony, at mass, mm-hmm. which makes it pretty darn important, mm-hmm. right? Like what, what we're doing there is we're asking God to bless the entire world mm-hmm. at mass. So um, that's all I got. And again, I, think I about what's happening else. here on the altar. Sure. Thinking about, think. I mean, when we think about that, we truly believe and know that that's what's happening, right? What is that mm-hmm. actually called when, we, when um, we're reliving this uh, sacrificial offering of Christ? Like where it's not just like we're remembering an event in a pa- yeah. past, but it's like... A uh, uh, anamnesis. Okay. Yeah. So like, well, actually, this is happening, right? We're, it's not right. just we're remembering it. Like this is happening. And so, of course, it's that important. Right. And it's of helping course, the entire world. Exactly. Jesus cares mm-hmm. about the whole world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And came, as we already said, to offer this salvation to everyone, not just this particular sect of people, but to everyone. So be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, which I love that. Be reminded that we're pilgrims here, Mm -hmm. right? This is not our final destination. Our whole life is a pilgrimage, right? Mm -hmm. Our whole life is this journey towards eternity, right? And -hmm. and so that's why pilgrimages are so important. And I'm just thinking of this because we have this great Mm -hmm. pilgrimage going through the archdiocese. Like there's this destination. There's a place along the way. There's suffering. And so that's why pilgrimage, like go on a pilgrimage. Mm -hmm. And even if you have something that's not even like the most pilgrimage-y type thing, Mm -hmm. try to make it into a pilgrimage, right? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's a difference between like being a pilgrim and being Mm -hmm. a tourist. Right. Yeah, and to really think about that. Right. And so how are you living your life? Are you a tourist, just want to check out the greatest sites and do that? Or are you actually... Or eat the best donuts. (laughs) Which are, of course... Well, I from where uh, Jim's Donuts in Vandalia. I, I so there's I'm being a bit facetious here. Somebody recently told me that I, I I talk about pilgrimage is to my favorite donut shop, which I do. Uh, I've been on that pilgrimage. You've been on that pilgrimage. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a glorious one. Um, <laughs> so it was. Um, I think I might have handled that. I called it a pilgrimage, but I handled it more like a tourist. Yeah. So I would like a redo. Well. Uh, I don't know if you can if you're going to a donut shop, right? Enough about donuts. Okay. Go on a pilgrimage. Go find our Lord. Seek him. uh, Suffer a little bit. And it'll be a snapshot of our life as part of this pilgrim church. So your pilgrim church on earth with your servant, Francis, our pope, Dennis, our bishop, or of course, wherever your bishop is, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Got to pray for the church, right? Mm-hmm. Got to pray for those who are called to lead, those who are called with this with this responsibility, and for the entire people he's mm-hmm. gained for his own. All right, listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Everybody there that comes to Mass mm-hmm. has their own prayers, has their own petitions, has their own worries, their concerns, and we ask God to hear all of those prayers. 
In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. Mm-hmm. We've kind of mentioned that, right? That the there's people scattered all over the world, some pretty far from the church, some um, who have left, others who have live in a place in maybe the hills of China that have never heard the gospel of Christ preached. And so we want the, the Lord to gather all of those people into this one flock, this one sheepfold of the church. And then... There's an option here, so I was curious to ask you about that. So mm. it, there's when the Eucharistic prayer is used in Masses for the Dead, the following may be said. And so then there's this beautiful, what you would hear at yeah. the Masses of the Dead. Do we do you have that in any of the other Eucharistic prayers, or is you do? Yeah, yeah. so in the second one, it's much shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the, first, in the first Eucharistic prayer, there's a part... Um, that is in every time. And if the, if you know, the person's there or if it's for their funeral, you just plug the name right in. Gotcha. The only problem is in the, it's, it's in plural. So if it, you need it singular, you kind of on the fly got to mm. change everything plural to singular, which isn't really that hard. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's beautiful though. So that's at least personally, a lot of funerals, I'll use the third Eucharistic prayer just because mm-hmm. there is this nice insert to pray for, for the deceased. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we still pray for the deceased at this point mm-hmm. um, to our departed brothers and sisters and to all who are pleasing to you at their passing from this life. Give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Mm. All good things come mm. through Jesus Christ. What a way to end. They really stuck the landing on that. <laughs> I like that imagery. It's true. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful prayer. And, it is. and the, how many times have you heard that? You know, especially if you've, if, you know, you grew up in the church, you've been going to Mass your entire life, and you've heard these words so often. You like, if once we get started, I'm sure you can fill yeah, in blanks. You, but if you don't actually take the time to listen, to hear those little things, what does that mean, pilgrim church on earth? What does right. that mean, um, pray upon the oblation of your church. What, do, what does this actually mean? Like a lot of it is lost. Right. So. Why are we praying for our departed brothers and sisters and all who are pleasing mm-hmm. to you? Right. Like the dead still need our prayers. Mm-hmm. And so what better time to pray for every single person that's ever died mm-hmm. except at mass where the, the Lord of the living and the Lord of the dead comes to free them. So, and by the way, by the way, when we are grieving and we lose loved ones, like this is, we're never closer to them when we're, than when we are at mass, right. you know? And so during that time, especially, you know, we always want to be gathering at mass, but to be rem- remember that when you're grieving the loss of a loved one, that you're never closer to them in this life than when you are at the Holy sacrifice of mass, when you're receiving our Lord and Holy communion. Right. Yeah. And at, you know, you asked about the first Eucharistic prayer and is there a place to put, put the names in? Mm-hmm. So, um, and there, there's a spot, it's actually one of the spots where in that Eucharistic prayer we pause and pray. Remember also, Lord, your servants, boom, boom, you can name them, um, who have gone before us with the sign of faith and rest in the sleep of peace. Mm. Stop, pray for all of those those people you, you um, need to pray for. Mm-hmm. I normally have a, a little list of a handful of names I know that have died and mm-hmm. need a little, little dose of glory, <laughs> maybe to push them on that way towards heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The mass is so beautiful. Isn't it? What? Like what? Yeah. We should be astounded every time we go. Yeah. In some way, great or small. Right. But. Well, that's Eucharistic prayer three. Nothing out. Jesus is pretty awesome. Jesus is pretty awesome. The mass is pretty dope. Go. (laughs) Get yourself there. It'll be worth it.
Okay, cross another one off. I think we're like uh, just a little bit of like a quarter of the way done with this. That's it? Man. I know, I know, but I... We're, I'm I, not saying that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. That's it? When will this be over? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vestments. Ooh. How about that? Vestments. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. Cool. You want to pray us out? I would love to. Name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of our lives and for the sacrifice of your Son on the cross. We ask that you continue to draw us all through him into the depths of your love. Help us to become aware of the gift of our lives and the gift of the holy sacrifice of the Mass. Continue to draw us all there and unite our prayers throughout the whole world as one. For you, our Lord, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hmm.